0: Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Hello, how are you, Alan? How are you? Is the question. You've been through a very tough time.
1: Uh, it was shocking, really, um, to think that it would happen, and you'd never believe that it could happen. But look at the aftermath; is very positive and very proud of all the people that helped and saved so many people's lives, which could have been so bad. Like you know. But I'm very happy Darren is comfortable and down in Waterford Hospital so they're all taking very good care of him. So that's all I could ask for and I'm sure every other person that had a loved one in the hospital are the same.
0: Can you give us an an idea of what what it was like? You were actually in the hospital visiting Darren, were you?
1: Yeah, I was and um, we just heard the alarms go off as they can happen oftentimes over burnt toast or whatever. Um, But I just kind of heard the alarms and I put my head out of Darren's room door to the corridor and I met eye contact with one of the girls and I said what's going on obviously we all have masks so it's all only eye contact and then um, she said I don't know I don't know and I looked up and down and I could see all the fire doors being closed and I could see a state of panic in some of their faces in their eyes So I kind of went back in to kind of like, oh, mind my own business for a second and let them see what's happening. And then I went back out again and I could hear some of the patients saying there's smoke, there's smoke. So I knew then this is real. So I went back in and I was kind of obviously hugging Darren, wondering what's going to happen next. And it was all going out, like I'm telling it, but it wasn't as calm as all this, believe me, it was real and it was hard to imagine that this was happening. So, I obviously, I went back to the door and um, the senior staff came and said, like, evacuate, evacuate. All visitors evacuate. And I just went back in and I was, like, hesitating because I didn't want to leave Darren in there. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh, my God, how am I going to leave your child with a fire in the building? So, I was taking off my gown and stuff and I was still, like, in bits and... Just the separation part is terrible. And the girls were like, come on, we have to go. Everyone has to leave. So I kind of went up to the top of the corridor and I stood in behind the door, cowardly, kind of waiting to see what was happening with Darren. And all the patients were just being brought out one by one, very fast, very efficient. And everybody was so calm, as in they knew what they were doing, which was reassuring but my reassurance was when Darren came up in his bed and he whisked past and I just ran with him and we're all brought up to corridors safely and parked up and then I was like instructed I had to leave so the girls were very nice they were all very kind saying oh mercy we we'll look after Darren you have to leave like and they handed me over to other staff members and they brought me out and stayed with me in the car park because I was in such a state and for everybody that came to me was so kind and thankful for been having them. Yeah. Because for me, it was I don't know what's going to happen next. You're looking at all the fire brigades, you're looking at the drama out in the yard, you're looking at the flames coming out of the building where your son is. And all people that had loved ones I'm sure were the same. And I'm so thankful I was waiting because I think I would have had a cardiac arrest if I hadn't been in the hospital and hearing this. Yeah. So... I was just left out in the car park like everybody else, waiting to see what was unfolding.
0: And it was bitterly cold, Marisa, wasn't it? Absolutely freezing. It was
1: bitterly cold, freezing. Like, several girls came over. We get you a scarf, we get you a coat. You know, everybody was so kind, and I just was just in bits, but focusing totally on what is going to happen next. Like, we didn't know. The uncertainty was in the hands of all the people that were there saving the fire. So, like, you could see fire brigades coming in one after another, guards, then ambulance started coming, like, an hour later, there was queues of ambulance coming in. We weren't behind in the back of the hospital, we were in the front car park. I was thinking, are they bringing Darren out through the back? Where is he in the hospital? We just we didn't know, and that was how it was. And we had to just put our trust in all their hands, and that's what we did. And I'm so grateful that everything turned out as good as it did. Fair play to them all. Can't recommend the thanks in my heart for everything that they all did.
0: Tell me a little bit about Darren. I've spoken to you about Darren before, haven't I, Darren? Yeah, we
1: did have a talk before. We did, um, yeah. yeah, Darren, it'll be coming seven years now in June um, since his accident off his quad bike. And he's in the same position. um, He's in a vegetation coma. There's no change in Darren himself, but medically he's doing okay now again. He's had his obstacles of up and downs with infections and sepsis and COVID and all that comes with it. And he's determined to keep going. So I'm very proud of him. Yeah. Um, And like from the evening of the fire, he was like obviously transferred to Waterford. They rang me to inform me he was being transferred to waterford and like they're little things i needn't have got and i did get the call and that's what put my mind at peace yeah so you know like darren is doing really well as in himself and it's because of all the care he's getting is what's keeping him that way and i'm so thankful for that
0: how much, how about how important is Wexford General Hospital on the basis of what you've just told me? There, I, I, I sense from you that having this hospital and having the facilities and having the support that Darren um, is getting there, without it, you'd be absolutely lost.
1: I'd be devastated. It's it's my second home, and they're like a family in there. It's just like from home to home. They've made it a home because it has to be. Darren is there a long time. And I know so many people coming and going and everything that's went on, even with COVID. Like we've been through a lot in the hospital and we all got through it together. We got through and fed through it. And I will offer my support to go in and help cleaning. Aftermath, my husband is willing to help out. I voiced this. I would 100% help in any way. Um, I'd love to see it back up and running and hopefully it will in due course. In the meantime, we just have to be thankful for the aftermath, the positive vibes out of everybody's stories is what makes it. So far, fair play to everybody in there that done their jobs and everybody whisked around helping out. And I believe they're still doing it. So it's brilliant.
0: Thank you so much, Marissa. I wish Darren well, and I thank you so much for coming on air and sharing that story with us. I can sense the emotion in your voice. And I wish him well, and I hope he gets back to Exeter General Hospital sooner.
1: Please, God, yeah. No, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.
0: Chat, news, and your views.